Welcome to Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. Merging sacred sexuality, spirituality, and soul with truth, love, wisdom, and beauty. I'm your host, Elise Carr. Are you ready to come journey with me? Welcome to Sacred Guidance with Stella Muse. I'm your host, Elise Carr, and it's a pleasure to have you here joining me today as we explore a topic that sounds pretty simple and in its most basic form, yes, it can be, but it's no easy feat along the path if we're going to commit to what we're going to talk about today, and that is harmlessness. Harmlessness Nonviolence, ahimsa, however perhaps you've heard of it or however perhaps you've attempted to live it, work with it, practice it, this is our topic du jour. And I want to look at this from the perspective of harmlessness being the destroyer of limitation, which sounds kind of grand and it really is. But I think we've underestimated A, the power of harmlessness, but B, how we get there and actually embody it. Because yes, simple easy? No. Some of us interpret harmlessness as not physically hurting anyone. Others as choosing not to eat animals or to not speak cruel words. And while all of this can be part of it, it is by no means all there is to embody if we are to commit to harmlessness as a way of life. So let's look at ahimsa. As it's known in Sanskrit, it's the first of the five yamas. Yamas are the key ethical, moral, and societal precepts or guidelines, if you will. Created by Patanjali, these were written about in his work entitled The Yoga Sutras. And intended for yogis, yes, they were based on Raja Yoga. So that's known as the kingly science of the soul or the yoga of the mind. But... Whether you deem yourself a yogi, practice Raja Yoga or any yoga for that matter, it doesn't really matter at all. This practice of ahimsa, of nonviolence or harmlessness in all aspects of life, from the physical body to the emotions and mind, is something all of us who walk the path are encouraged to explore, understand and commit to practice daily. Many yogis would express that Honest compassion and true, pure love is the way of harmlessness. And we could then expand this by learning what love is. Esoterically, we see love in its purest form is that selfless act of service. And we then also can acknowledge that we cannot embody harmlessness if we don't likewise embody truth. For the two are a pair walking the way hand in hand, these two beloveds, harmlessness and truth, are united by their essence, which at its core is love. And in any relationship as in life, we must also be aware that for every action, there is a reaction, every choice, a consequence. We're always held accountable for all we think, say and do, whether we realize it or not. 
And as we strive to better practice and learn, grow and awaken, we ourselves learn to be our own witness, along with seeing others as our mirrors and teachers. So to help us paint a better picture of harmlessness, I wanted to share a relatively well-known story written in the Vedas. And if you're not sure of the Vedas, they're a large collection of ancient knowledge or philosophical teachings from India. And this specific story is about a wandering monk or a sadhu who would take an annual pilgrimage to the villages to teach. And one day when he arrived at a village, he saw a large snake threatening and terrorising the people of the village. So the sadhu talked to the snake to teach him about ahimsa, about harmlessness. And a year later, when he returned to that same village, the sadhu saw the snake yet again. And this time, the snake was different. He had changed. He was emaciated, battered and bruised. The sadhu asked the snake what had happened to him. And the snake told him that he took the teachings of Ahimsa, of harmlessness, to heart. And indeed stopped terrorising the village and its people. And since then, because he was no longer threatening, the children of the village threw rocks and taunted him to the point that he was now too afraid to leave his hiding place to hunt for food. The sadhu shook his head to the snake and said, I advised against violence, yes, but I never told you not to hiss. What this poignant story teaches us is that protecting ourselves and staying true to our authentic nature is not a violation of ahimsa. We practice ahimsa to take full responsibility of our actions and behaviours and do our best to stop the harm also caused by others. We cannot be neutral. We must act from a place of clarity and love. And this can mean speaking up if we need to as well. It can mean standing our ground, speaking our truth, fighting for our rights and inciting change in others, ourselves and the world we live in. Keeping in mind it is not only what we do, but also how we do it. That also comes with practicing ahimsa. Ahimsa, as it is defined in the East, is outlined or broken down into five commandments. And the first is harmlessness, and they define this as hurt or injure nobody or no one. Next, truth to all beings. When we speak truth, our words and actions fall into alignment too. The next is abstention from theft. So we need not take that which isn't ours to have. Then we have abstention from incontinence, which we actually translate to a lack of self-restraint having the ability to restrain ourselves from those wild outbursts and reactions and instead pausing, sitting with, contemplating even before we respond if need be. And the last is abstention from avarice, which is the greed and wanting for material gain. And instead, focusing on how we can use our time, our energy, money, skills, etc. to do good as opposed just to accumulate stuff and wealth, usually for personal gain. The opposite of these commandments, and thus of the full embodiment of harmlessness, is harmfulness. 
This is based on selfish and egocentric attitudes. It's when people act with a force concentrated on self-enforcement, self-aggrandizement and self-gratification. This goes against everything your highest self desires most in life. For that true part of you, let's call it your soul, is striving for harmlessness where you can express yourself and live consciously as an awakened being, where your very nature is love, where your method of living is all about and all for inclusiveness. From an esoteric view of harmlessness, we can ask, how do we handle force, energy, and thus life correctly to make the world we live in a better place, to make our lives and the lives of those we touch better? What if we stripped back all that distracts and all that can hinder us and focused simply on our own thoughts, words and actions and made them harmless? What if we could think constructively, positively of ourselves and others? Have you ever noticed yourself and your emotions? How does your emotional outburst or let's say how do your emotions affect others when you are in a bad mood compared to when you are compassionate, loving, kind or generous? What if you could learn to not harm anyone with your emotions or misplaced virtues, if you will? What if the thoughts in your mind reflected the words and actions you used and all were harmless? You know, we could go then even further and ask, what if harmlessness was the keynote of your life? I'm kind of talking about your personal theme song that you have playing in the background of your life movie. Would you then be willing to work on having a harmonious personality in your day-to-day nature? I get you to question these things and kind of sit with and contemplate also in your own time beyond this podcast right now. Because harmlessness is said to be the destroyer of all limitation. Imagine that. That shifting your mindset, your perspective and thus your emotions, you can lift the veil on that which holds you back and then see clearer and more intuitively than you have ever before. To start, harmlessness encourages you to be cautious, to think first from a place of intelligent love before you speak, because, of course, you have self-control, and then you act, leading yourself to right action to help, assist, and guide yourself along the path and all those you meet as well. Ultimately, you could see harmlessness as the control of the soul over the three lower human natures, that being your personality, your emotions, and your mind. For when your soul controls, you come from your highest place, a place of selflessness, not selfishness, a place of substance, not wanting of material stuff. From this place, you can be of use to others, You can serve and shine like the bright star you're here to be instead of living for selfish gain. 
gaining only that which cannot come with you past a certain point nonetheless, which you know. So when you align with your soul through harmlessness, the force of light can flow through you. You know there has been an alignment, particularly when a life of service is what you most desire, above all personal wants and desires. For those old personal desires of stuff and things and the feel-good experiences, they're no match for the desire of helping rise and lift others to their highest heights too. When more of us take this path and choose the way of harmlessness, more peace and harmony, along with the spirit of goodwill, will come into our minds, our hearts, our bodies. And then that ripple effect of that pouring through us and our lives into the lives of those we can help find their way in the darkness to light. Perhaps you're now beginning to see here that harmlessness can be the key to releasing, let's call it your lower primal animal selfish nature. And don't worry, you're not alone. We all have this part of us. So I'm talking about all the wild emotions and self-harming thoughts and judgments all the time spent on social media, binge eating, binge watching, binge working for more money to buy more things, to show more people how much more you are. So could harmlessness not instead be a key to release you and I from all of this, allowing all of us to no longer live in a world of illusion where we think this pain and materialism, corruption and drama is, is real, is it? Instead, we could see a new, brighter way of being. It's like for the first time we can feel clearer, lighter, more at ease with all those pipes and channels within ourselves finally flushed with purifying waters of pure light and love. Because with purified bodies, hearts and minds, harmlessness and thus soul can pour through us and radiate from us into the world that so needs it now more than ever. And this, this comes down to a state of mind, your state of mind, along with determination to do all you do with the inner motivation and will to do good. I've been asked before, and perhaps you might have already thought it today as well, but how can we weave this, this more harmless way of being into every day, starting now? Well, you can look at this as a self-governed study, an experiment in a laboratory that is your body, observing your thoughts, your emotions, your actions. So contemplate and muse on this with me for a moment. What do you want to rise above? What do you want to heal, release and replace with harmlessness? What could you have done instead? How could you have handled that conversation or argument better? What would have been a kinder, more loving approach to the situation? These questions are not meant to have you dwelling in the past or beating yourself up or slipping into a state of wallow, but instead to get you being reflective enough to see your own patterns and cycles that may not be harmless. 
but instead can be altered or even changed entirely so you can live from a more harmless place. You then might like to explore practicing love and loving kindness. And you can do this in your thoughts, in your words and actions. This could be thinking kinder, speaking kinder and acting kinder. You could try practicing being compassionate with yourself and others, practicing non-judgment because we can all be a little too quick to judge sometimes, can't we? Instead, you know, you could assess a situation, be open to soul impulse or intuition, whatever you want to call it. But judging someone for judgment's sake is not necessarily the answer or helpful. You can start to cultivate being mindful and aware of the thoughts you have often and the way your internal dialogue or self-talk is. For example, what does that interior voice of yours sound like? Is it critical and judgmental or kind and supportive? Does it motivate or talk down to you? Does it need to change? And then look at ways you want to focus on harmlessness. Is it a habit you want to start working on first? Or a word that you always use that is harmful or hurtful that you could replace? A relationship pattern you know you can begin to change if you put a bit of effort in. Another great practice is pausing before you answer someone or even speak. And if you have that self-composure or poise or restraint, in those moments you can ask yourself, is what I'm going to say true and is it necessary and or helpful? And then something else that's quite clever is when called for, embrace silence and not speaking. Or, if it's more relevant, when called for, embrace speaking truth with love. Another really powerful one actually is refraining from gossip. Because would you believe gossip is said to be called spiritual murder? Pretty harsh, but an interesting one to contemplate. Refrain from criticism. It will be literally the greatest glamour For when you criticize, you only let yourself see that person through the eyes of criticism, not as they really are. So this glamour, this illusion then kind of veils that person before you. You can't really see what they authentically are. You just kind of see your criticized version of them before you. Be cautious of your criticism. Another one is make sacrifices. To give of yourself, your time, money, and interest to carry these ideas to those around you in your own environment and to the group in which you find yourself to help others grow too. And we can learn so much about ourselves by the way we show up and help others. So sacrifice is huge. And I'm sure many of you, if you just even contemplate for a moment, will realize you perhaps already do practice the art of sacrifice in some way. And then we've got embracing community and unity. You know, seeking to find and recognize fellow workers in all the groups that you might be associated in and learn to work together. Because as we know, a united message is more powerful, but more powerful of all is a united message of harmlessness, of love and of light. See that every day is a new day filled with new opportunity where you can choose to let go of focusing on your own daily goings-on and worries or suspicions and instead contribute to spreading the unity of love and harmlessness. And remember, 
above all else, perhaps on some occasions, that what's very important here at all times is remaining gentle with self and others, because this is a journey of a lifetime for most. I'll just give you a little secret tip here. There is no fast pass to mastery of harmlessness, and there certainly is no certificate or ceremony when you get there either, sorry. So making one change today and working on one task or one challenge at a time is all you need to commit to because it's consistency on the path, not speed, as we say esoterically, make haste slowly. Do not rush, my friend. It's not who gets there first. It is how you tread the path as you make your way. It's harmlessness that teaches us to use caution in our judgment, to have a sense of restriction when and if it is called for, perhaps in our speech, to not act impulsively and to demonstrate a non-critical spirit. When you and I and all of us can embody these elements of harmlessness, we can give focus and force to true love to spiritual energies that can vitalize us to make the right choices and take the right actions in life. Now, if you are open and willing to let harmlessness be the keynote of your life, your theme song, you might want to also consider an evening review where you can begin to watch and witness yourself. I'm going to be wildly daring here and coin this mm, spiritual self-espionage The constant act of watchfulness with you as the watcher and the witness of your own every move. This is to give you a more authentic picture of the person you are, how you show up in the world, how you shape your reality and how you can thus alter your experience by changing your thoughts, words and actions. So we can look at this in three parts, harmlessness in your thoughts, harmlessness in your emotional reactions and harmlessness in your actions. Taking the first part, harmlessness in your thoughts. Mainly this is in regards to the control of what you say because if you have harmless thoughts, you're more likely to have harmless speech. We then move on to harmlessness in your emotional reactions. Not letting your emotions hurt yourself or others is what we're talking about here. And this will prepare you to be that clearer channel for the love aspect of the soul, which anchors in your heart. And translated from the esoteric speak, what I'm saying is that you will come more from heart with compassion and loving kindness instead of dropping into emotional drama states of your personality nature. So we want more heart, less personality. The more heart we have, the more close you are to connecting with your authentic truth that powerful self of yours, that soul of yours. And the third part is harmlessness in your actions. This will produce harmony and balance, which is also referred to esoterically as poise. This endeavors to create greater skill in your actions to release your creative will, such as when you're in a situation where you could swifter, more easily find a creative or abstract way to solve a problem, help, get through it or serve. This is what we want. This is the way we want you to be able to act. And the more harmless you are in your actions, 
the more likely you'll be able to harness that creative will and make those swifter, easier, creative, problem-solving ways come to fruition. Go you. So spying on your own thoughts, emotions, reactions, and actions may not be something you're prepared to do daily or at all. And I totally understand. You have a lot of washing to do and the cat needs walking and you have to video and photograph both these activities for social media too. I get it, big work. Jokes aside, if it is something you do choose to commit to, even as an experiment of watching yourself for a day or a week or a month, you can begin to witness your own development how you can even subtly change your thoughts, words, and actions and see the effect they have on your day-to-day life, along with how these changes will then also affect those you connect with in your closest relationships, friendships, family, your colleagues. You could even do this lying in bed at night, reversing your day in order of the last thing you did, said, or thought, and making your way back to when you're in bed this morning, about to start your day. This might even be a five-minute exercise that doesn't involve yoga pads or breaking a sweat. So just an idea, my friend, just an idea. We are told that the key for growth is the cultivation of harmlessness. I'm sure you can see by now that harmlessness in its purest form is not negativity or inaction, nor is it being forever silent or a walkover or pushover. It is instead perfect poise, like an inner strength, a stability and serenity that you cultivate, much like a master of martial arts. This, along with developing a completed point of view, and thus not making hasty judgment or criticizing, and not seeing what's really there, therefore, this is what is said to lead us to a divine understanding. I don't know about you, but I like the sound of that. That's why I've been doing my evening reviews for some time now, right before I go to sleep at night. Taking these steps could well be the start of a new spiritual endeavor, a fresh start to spiritual living. Because as I've shared with you before, if you've tuned in before, these ways of being that we explore together, including harmlessness, are a way of life. At times, it will call upon all your strength for you to muster the courage and fortitude, patience, will and love to achieve harmlessness from one day to the next. Keeping in mind harmlessness is not weakness or sentimental loving way of being which only wants harmony and nothing which can lead to discomfort. Eek, no, that isn't the case at all. Harmlessness may well feel uncomfortable at times, Because it is your higher nature actively forcing your lower nature to yield to a greater force. That force being your heart and high mind governed ultimately by your soul. And needless to say, your personality is not going to like it much. It's gotten too comfortable having its own way, after all. However, little by little, day by day, as you keep showing up, and changing thought patterns, old habits and actions that aren't kind and compassionate. And by the use of your own will and determination, you can change from the inside out, from who you used to be to who you now choose to be. A being of harmlessness 
here to love and live and light the way. And I so want that for you, for us, for humanity. Keeping in mind, as you think in your heart, so you are. For, as another esoteric truism states, energy follows thought. If you believe in this like I do, you can see that you are the keeper, the guardian of your power, your destiny, your effect and your actions, your thoughts and your feelings. Just imagine if you learnt to wield this power from within for greater love and light to share. What a beacon of transformation you could be. And I'm talking actual transformation here where you destroy the old ways and create the new, rendering you a transformed being. And may you strive ever onward there, bearing in mind that what we attract and gain along the way is for helping others. You are here, after all, to contribute to something greater than you can even imagine right now. So this transformation, ultimately, is so you can serve even greater than you are right now today. When your motive is pure and you are focusing more and more attention away from yourself and those personality, lower nature wants and desires and stuff lists that you might have and instead bring your focus to the collective, to humanity, to your sisters and brothers of the world, the soul can pour through you. You can express yourself as love you can then know yourself as part of the whole and the whole can flow through you consciously and lead you to a realisation of one humanity, one love, one soul and your oneness in relation to all lives. It might be wildly altruistic to see you and I as holding the key to destroy our own limitations and thus find our own liberation through the right use of our thoughts and through restraining speech and action that can cause harm. But do our own actions not keep us where we are? Do our own thoughts and erratic emotions, patterns and habits, cycles and behaviours perpetuate the lives we know and often want to change in little and big ways? If that is true, if we are doing this somewhat to ourselves, then can we not undo it? If we have imprisoned ourselves in our minds and our bodies by the things we say that should not have been said and did that shouldn't have been done and thought that shouldn't have been thought, then is it not possible that the moment you and I stop thinking things about people we shouldn't be thinking about and stop talking to ourselves the way we do or having those hurtful and judgmental thoughts or those harmful outbursts, one step at a time, the words and thoughts and actions that have shackled us and kept us prisoner could be cut, severed and destroyed for good. And then... Like the loving and wise server, we are liberated and free to climb to the top of the mountain. And having left the life of shackles in the muddy waters far below, now dwell within the temple on high, where we will radiate like a brilliant, luminous lighthouse for those wanderers below aspiring to unshackle, destroy their old ways, and make their way upward too, to their temple, to shine on, for those to come and join us. 
something I'll leave you today to muse on. Because harmlessness is huge. It is big work. And sometimes it can be a little confusing or overwhelming or you don't know where to start. So if harmlessness does speak to you or anything perhaps that you've come across in the teachings that I share and you're seeking more one-on-one sacred guidance sessions like Psychology for the Soul, for you to awaken from within and know yourself are available. Are you ready to journey with me and awaken from within to know yourself as soul? If you are ready to change your life spiritually, mentally, emotionally, sexually or physically, wherever your challenges, trauma, healing or growth lies, especially perhaps if right now that includes ahimsa or harmlessness. And if that is a yes, then this is your invitation right now to come with me as I light your way. So I invite you to email me, elise at stellamuse.com. And until next time, it's been a pleasure sharing this opportunity to talk about harmlessness with you today. I'd like to think you would have taken a gem away from our conversation. Perhaps you're going to be doing an evening review tonight. I would love to hear about it if you do commit to that and what you notice, especially if you can commit to it for a week, a month, who knows, be wild, a year. And as you do so, I'll be holding you in my heart and sending love from here to you as you journey ever onward and ever inward as we travel this path together. I'm sending you much love. Mwah.